the strip with Walter and Bunny. Yes, it's our dynamic detective duo you know from True Old Escapades now taking on the glitz and glamour of New Vegas. Brought to you by the A-Bomb radio application and radio station. Adventure, the case of the mannequin soldier. It's a quiet morning at the detective agency, and the investigative pair are about to take a job from a young Brotherhood soldier. I want you to just sit down and relax, Eddie. We're going to go over any and all details you can give us. Though it would be fitting if you were to give us your last name. Well, I'm sorry, Detective Camry. I can't tell if that's my conscience or my paranoia telling me to keep that under wraps. But I just can't. Even if it is just between us. But it's just for the record. Walter, he doesn't need to give us his name. Just let him speak. That's all that matters. Please, Eddie, go ahead. Well, I, uh... <clears throat> Some things I'm about to say cannot leave this room. Okay? You have our promise as detectives, Eddie. No one here's a stool pigeon. I second that 100%. Nobody breaks confidentiality at WB Investigations. Oh. That's good. Now, can we start off by asking of your previous occupations? Any places you've worked for a living? Well, I was born on some old wind farm in northern Nevada. We were just a silent country folk trying to make ends meet on the day-to-day. Nobody bothered us out here because it was so deep in the desert. My mom and pa were always good to me, never hit me. Life was rather simple. So all I really did was work on the farm until I was old enough to move out. Have any more jobs in between? Not really. I remember carrying some strange packages for a few bad-looking people when I passed through New Reno, but I got out of that quick enough before they could keep me there. I then made my way up to New Vegas because I heard there were more orderly gambling opportunities there. At least more orderly than New Reno's rackets. Though halfway there, I was recruited to the Brotherhood of Steel. They changed my life forever. So you joined the Brotherhood. What exactly did they offer for you? Retribution for what mankind did before the bombs had fallen. Cleaning up the mess, destroying mutants by the dozen. At least that's how they advertised it for me before I joined up. What was your ranking? I was a field scribe. You see... You get the option to stay in and study what the Power Armor boys bring back from their journeys. Just suit them up before they go out. Get them in tip-top shape and make sure they're fit for wherever they're going. Or, you can go down the combatant route. Knight, Paladin, etc. Though I sort of wanted a bit of both lifestyles, so I worked my way up to Field Scribe, where you actually get to go out there with the boys and scour the wasteland. It was fun. It really was. It sounds like you were a good soldier. Do you have any regrets, except for what happened? Nah, I wouldn't have traded a day of Brotherhood work for all the riches in the city. But it wasn't like the life some Brotherhood soldiers had, like the Capital Wasteland I heard so much about. It was like some sort of sister base to the Vegas area. My life there was small-time work, I got that. Heck, the worst we had to deal with was some rogue super mutants suffering from heat stroke. It wasn't like out there, where... Other brothers get to see comrades ripped apart on a daily basis, but 
Without a doubt, I was glad to be a part of the cause. Well, that sounds like a very noble profession, Eddie. And I understand why you have to be so secretive about this. We respect that. Thank you. Maybe we should, you know, talk about what happened. Let's get to the bottom of this. And I know the specifics may get nasty, but anything you can throw at us would be a sure help, Eddie. You said it was three o'clock in the afternoon, yes? Yes, it was. It was a pretty peaceful afternoon. A few of my brothers and I were going on a routine scouting mission. Nothing major at all. Boy, did I love to do them. That one vertebrate we restored was really what brought me into the Brotherhood. To be able to fly in this day and age, <laughs> it was a sight to behold. We took off fairly quickly with a few other troops. And then what happened after you took flight? We stayed up there for about 40 minutes. This time I was flying. A bunch of other men were making small talk when... When I lost control, the damn thing just started losing altitude and I... I froze up. I, I panicked. I tried getting control over the bird for the last time, but then my brother started freaking out and trying to make it climb up again. And that's when that... Dreadful spinning began. Everybody lost it. Heather, I mean, Private Kelly was the first to fly out of the side opening, and then O'Brien. After that, it was it was only me and three boys in heavy armor. They managed to stay on board until we, we hit the ground. Oh, that's awful. And the worst part is, I had to witness what I caused person by person. Trust me when I say this, it didn't look very quick for them. You have my condolences, Eddie. I know that's something you may never forget. I don't need your condolences. Or anybody's for that matter. I was responsible for that crash, and I intend to pay for it. Now, Eddie, we aren't here to conduct searches unless... Well, unless an intended homicide is involved. To me, your story just adds up to a very unfortunate accident. We don't even have the authority to throw you in the slammer for something you should be taking up with your superiors. She is right, Eddie. Look, I'm asking you to confirm the details, that's all. I know if I came back to base like this, I'd get myself top punishment. And though I think it was me, I hear you two are the best in town. There's no way my superiors would investigate as deep as you before banging the gavel. All I'm asking you to do is see the crash site dig around and see what you can come up with. If it's inevitable that I did it, I'll go face the music. Either way, I'll be paying you before I go. Now please, detective, I'm begging you. Okay, okay. Bunny, once you finish up those notes, start the car. Right, Walter. And Eddie, do you have a place you can settle into while Bunny and I do our thing? The El Rey Motel. It's just a step away from Camp McCarran. Good. We'll meet you there when we're done. Just sit tight, Eddie. Thanks, Walter. I'll lay as low as I can while I wait. Here, Bunny. I'll mark the site in your map. Thanks. We'll see what we can determine right away. And don't you worry. We'll at least have some form of closure by the end of all this. Thank you, Walter. Though, the outcome looks grim for me. I'm gonna at least maintain a little hope. Till the end. Is that a vertebrae? Quite a side, isn't it? It's enormous. 
Just looks like a good half of it sunk into the ground. In this particular case, that's good. If the explosion had been fiery, there'd be little to no clues. But, goodness, Eddie was meaning to tell us that he actually flew this gigantic thing? Like the two helicopters had a baby. Well, you're right about that. She's no children's toy. Let's survey the area and see what we can find. You see that? Those must be the men who perished in the crash. The poor dears. And the bodies look fresh enough to examine. Uh, look, Bunny, check that one, closest to the cockpit. Walter, if you really think I... All right, all right. Uh, let me see. The entire lower half of this scribe is sunken deep into the sand. Glad we came when we did. Dust can cover up a crime scene as quick as Hyde Hyde. Well, do you think we can manage to see what's left inside? Eddie was supposedly flying the thing. <clears throat> well, let's see if we can pry open this side hatch. And, uh, I'd back up if I were you. I hope you would. Okay, go for it. All right. It's already a bit cracked. Maybe if I just... <clears throat> <gasps> that sure did it. It looks safe to come inside, Bunny. Hop on in. You sure? I wouldn't be surprised if there weren't some haywire sentry bot waiting for us in there. No, no. This interior is way too small to be holding something that big. Just come on in. I think you might want to see this. Fine. But if I get something as small as a scratch, I'll be taking a shopping fee out of the reward money. Hmm. This is quite peculiar. Ugh, I can't believe this thing once flew. Can you imagine soaring through the sky in this thing? It beats our car by a mile. Yeah, well, at least our car can't hurtle us to the ground from over a hundred feet. Come look, Bunny. I found something in the cockpit. Is that...? Blood. Not much, but it's right on the control panel. I'm sure it's from someone smashing their heads on from the impact. But wouldn't that mean Eddie's blood is on the control panel? It could be. Or someone else's that managed to be thrown around before the crash. And, Walter, what's that thing flashing by your right knee? A gun? Hmm? Oh. No, I, I think that may be a pair of holotags. Whose are they? What the? What is it? Well, they're Eddie's. Well, if that isn't the darndest thing. Eddie's holotags? But he's wearing them around his neck when he's talking to us. Wasn't he? You'd be right, unless we both had the same mirage. Must have been a copy of the original, but still odd. Odd indeed. Well, if that's it for the vertebrate, we could check the rest of the bodies if we can find them. Poor Eddie. I know he's one of the saddest sacks in the Mojave right now, but I'd hate to send him off without any closure. If there's really no other reason for this crash, then the only closure he'll have to accept is that this was purely an accident. I know he may never swallow that possibility, but we'll give him what we can find. It's a shame, really. Eddie's a good man, as far as I can tell. If I were him, I'd just explain it as black and white as it is. There's no need for him to make a murderer out of himself. I couldn't agree more. And if he thinks the Brotherhood will really execute him for this, I'd say just pack your bags and... <gasps> what? Oh my gosh, Walter. That thing scared me. Oh, that? <laughs> Geez, Bunny, you nearly scared me out of my hide. But what is it? That, my fair Bunny, is a suit of T-45 power armor. If you ask me, it looks like a villain from the astoundingly awesome Tales books. <laughs> I can't disagree there. But don't be fooled. This is the real deal. Whoever the wearer, the power of ten men is at their fingertips, cuts the danger of radiation in half, and has one of the meanest looks to it, if you ask me. Amazing. You definitely don't see that in the wasteland every day. Wait, Walter, 
Do you see that next to its foot? Good eye, Bunny. That's a holotape if I've ever seen one. Thank goodness. We may just have news for Eddie yet. ends there. What can you make of it, Nichols? Hmm. Very cryptic indeed. What else did you discover at the crash site? A pair of holotags from the pilot's seat of the cockpit. They were inscribed with the same rank as Eddie's. Me and Walter here took them as a spare copy that just got left behind. That's still an odd feature. I don't know of many brothers and sisters who kept the spare with them. And other than that, it was just this holotape? I'm afraid so. Well, guys, I'd hate to tell you that I don't have anything for you, but your friend Eddie might be the only missing link as to why this whole ordeal took place. I mean, it's great that someone took the opportunity to make it holotape as a proverbial black box, but without first-hand records... We'll do whatever it takes to get to the bottom of this. We knew you were our only link to the Brotherhood of Steel. I... I mean, is there a location to this base he hailed from? He was too afraid to give us any more details. Look, Nichols, if this is as far as we can get with the case, we'll head over to Eddie and break the news. But if Bunny and I can get another step further, we'd be grateful. Or at least grateful enough to where it's worth the trouble. Okay, look, I'm going to level with you both. I have no earthly idea as to where your friend Eddie's Brotherhood post was located, or how in the heck they managed to snag something as expensive as a vertebrate. But, since it's a step further you want, I guess I can get in touch with an old associate of mine. Does it involve your previous Brotherhood ties? Yes. Yes, it does. And the chance of danger is rather high. They will be, for me in particular. But I'd probably be less nervous for, say, 500 caps. <gasps> That's hardly short of a fortune. Hey, moving your way out of the Mojave isn't easy, nor is it cheap. I mean, why do you think I rented the dingiest room in the Novak? Look, I can't round it down this time. Going to see this man could end up with me turning into a pile of dust. This sounds awful risky. Look, I guarantee this is the only man capable of uncovering what you want to know. Heck, I don't even want to go, but believe me, I'm desperate enough to risk it for these caps. Oh, Walter, we can't leave Eddie hanging with no closure. At this point, we have to push onward. I can't argue with that. It'd be better than wondering what if. And you're sure about this, Nichols? The man I'm speaking of is of the highest honor in the Brotherhood of Steel, and if you don't come with me specifically, you'll be vaporized as a result. This location is as classified as classified can get. Well, it looks like our hands are tied. Let's draw out some company funds and get this train rolling. Is there anything else we should know? Oh, and uh, one other thing. When we head out to this location, I'm going to need you both to be blindfolded. Blindfolded? But whatever for? Simply put. 
I can't have you knowing where this place is. This sounds like some mighty high clearance to me. You have no idea. All right, if, if that's it, we better get moving. And before dark, too. The last thing you want is to be caught out there in the open at night. <laughs> Oh, um, Nichols? Hmm? When you mentioned being blindfolded, I assume you meant whilst in the safety of our power-armored car? Not on foot, where it feels like 20 miles of desert. <laughs> Jeez, Walter, I thought when you brought the dame out here, you'd at least let her know about the most grubby faction in the wasteland. Oh, I did, and just failed to mention they'd rip that jalopy to shreds once they laid eyes upon it. <laughs> what? What's so funny? You're saying they're psychotic gearheads or something? <laughs> <laughs> Judging by my time serving with those fools, that name is right on the money. <laughs> oh, this case just keeps getting more and more confusing. <laughs> well, don't you worry. With what our contact may have to say, things should be clearing up very soon. Ah, here we are. Now, when we step inside this here door, there's going to be a hallway. Now, once we reach the end of that hallway, there's going to be another door where there should be two or three guys waiting for us. Um, uh, okay. I'm guessing they'll be guards. You'd be correct. Possibly the only men that could stand a chance against a veteran ranger one-on-one. -on -one. Thanks. Really doesn't make me want to back out of this thing now. Not at all. I'm afraid I paid him up front, Bunny. Looks like we're going to keep walking. Let me get the door. Just stand like boards until I push your backs. One false move, and... We'll be dead, yes. You couldn't make that more clear than it already is. Walk. Slowly. Stop. We've reached the door. Hey! Paladin Ramos, do you hear me? It's Paladin Webster. Look, let's forget the formalities and just skip to the point. I'm gonna need entry, and I'm gonna need it now. Hello? Ramos, it's important. I need to speak to McNamara immediately. Come on. Great. I was afraid of this. Stubborn fellas, huh? Oh, you don't know the half of it. Now, let me think. Okay, let's try a different approach. Hey, I thought you wouldn't believe me, but look. I brought you two NCR Rangers skulking around this area. They have valuable intel. Or shall I just return them loose on your property? Oh, but wait, we're not rangers. Oh, Nichols, you need to tell them the truth. The Brotherhood don't want truth, they want plunder. Should we still be expecting what we expected before? Beats me. But we should be finding out right now. Hey, hey, put those guns down, it's me, Paladin Webster. I can't see a thing, but it sounds to me like they don't care all too much about your past. Bunny, hit the dash. Walter, is that you I'm touching? Mm, oh, sure feels like it. Uh, just can't see a darn thing. My goodness, it's dark as pitch in here. How long do you think we've been out? Beats me. What does your pit boy say? Hmm. Oh dear, just a little short of an hour, I think. Where's our friend Nichols? Beats me, Bunny. Well, do you think he sold us out? Not likely, judging by what happened. You think... He could be dead? I don't know, Bunny. I don't know. But what I do know is that we need to find a way out of this odd place. <gasps> hmm. Looks like we're being watched. Go to the light in the center of the room. 
Who's speaking? Oh, Walter, let's just do what he says. All right, all right. See those chairs? They're for you. Sit. Best follow commands. No arguments here. All right, we've done what you wanted. Now can you explain to us what the heck is going on here? <gasps> Who are you? Were you sitting there this whole time? Only after you were both searched thoroughly. But who are you? I swear, we were blindfolded our whole way here. I'll be the one asking questions around here, ma'am. <clears throat> now it looks like, according to our AWOL paladin Terence Webster, whom you only know as Nichols, your renowned Texas detectives, Walter Camry and Bunny. At least you are, Walter. Vault 54 doesn't appear in our records, but you're building quite a reputation for yourself, ma'am. Look, sir. And my men were further informed by Webster that you agreed to pay a hefty sum of 500 caps in exchange for entry into this facility, a place we'd rather not have revealed to the public eye. Though Paladin Ramos, head of security so to speak, confirmed his claims that both of you were truly blindfolded upon entry. Does this mean we lucked out of any kind of execution? According to the scribes, you two have been christened by the waters of Mr. House. That's without a doubt the most official position of New Vegas besides the man himself. And since you're blind to our base's whereabouts for as far as we know, I will honor your questions. And no, not the dog and pony ones. I mean what you really want to know. But, but, but what of- Webster, or shall I say Nichols, is being dealt with personally by us. Next question. Okay, are you the elder? Not saying I am, not saying I'm not. Next question. Walter, Eddie. Oh, yes. I, uh, I want to know what you know about a member of your organization that currently goes by Eddie. Hmm. Go on. He, he's claiming most of the responsibility for a fatal vertebrate crash many miles away from this place. Vertebrate? Haven't had the pleasure of coming in contact with one in years. Well, this is why we may think this could be one belonging to a different Brotherhood base, sir. He's very distraught about the whole thing. Vertebrate. The only other possibility would have to be one of the outposts beyond the general limits of the Mojave. And no, Eddie is not among this particular fold, I can confirm right now. Though if we are talking of soldiers gone MIA, the scribe has a rather heavy list of them. Though I think we'd know about something as severe as a crash in the region. Well, if we could just go over the other bases... Now here's what you're going to do for me. You will give me the whereabouts of this vertebrate wreckage and confess anything else you know about it. As for the whereabouts of our other outposts beyond the Mojave, that fact will remain classified to outsiders. But we... And you will be carrying out a hunting duty of ours that needs to be done, if you wish to ever leave this place. Now just hold on! Last time I checked, you were trespassing on private military property, and you got caught red-handed. You are in no area to negotiate yourselves out of this, sir. Now, if you want to leave this bunker in one piece, and see the safe return of your friend Nichols, You'd be wise to pay these two charges. So you want us to give up the vertebrate location? Fine. Bunny will show you on her pet boy. Walter! We have no choice, Bunny. Ugh. And as for what you want next? I want you to track and take care of a runaway former scribe of ours. Goes by the name of Jonathan Marlin. I won't bore you with a history lesson, but he came to us as an experienced scientist from up north who joined our ranks and turned tail on us two years ago after we discovered something extremely incriminating about him. He's managed to successfully evade sight, but he was last seen in the Mojave some months ago. I want you to track him, find him, 
and take him out. How dare you send us out with such a task? Bonnie, we have no choice if we ever want to see Nichols again. <sighs> when do you need this done? Today, tomorrow, any time you can. This is purely optional, of course. But what is needed is that location for a recovery team. And your silence about this ever happening. <sighs> Looks like we have no choice either way. We didn't mean any harm. How are we supposed to know that? Hmm? All right. Show him your pip boy, Bunny. Well, that was one of the scariest conversations I've ever had. Talk about tense. Darn. Nichols was right about this being risky. But he seemed very confident in himself. Well, I guess his old buddies at the Brotherhood of Steel changed policy on how they treat returning members. Well, disgraced members. Nichols left during the Helios One fight. A lot of them did, I'm sure. Now it looks like we're in for another case. Involuntarily. Yes, which means we need to drop in on Eddie and give him the bad news. Looks like this is a military matter now. We should be lucky they didn't want to get their hands on Eddie. That was odd, wasn't it? That's probably because his name didn't appear on any of their records, or that he belonged to someone else's ranks. <sighs> Guess we better break him the bad news. That's the L. Ray, right? Should be it. Hello, Eddie? It's us. Hello? Maybe he went out somewhere. Well, that'd be a shame. Hello? Walter, the door's open. Room's dark, too. Let's see what's going on. Eddie? Hello? Eddie? It's Walter and Bunny, Eddie. Are you in here? Hit the light, Bunny. If only I could find the thing. Ah, there it is. By golly, what a mess. Great. Then it looks like someone found him. Stuff tossed all over the floor, cracks in the walls. And the scene is definitely fresh. I can smell gunpowder in the air. Oh, no. Then do you think his remaining Brotherhood squadron caught up to him? Without a vertebrate? No way. This was definitely something, or someone, who was close by. And very recently, too. Walter, look. It's another holotape right there on the bed. Hurry, play it. We can't lose any more time. Right, Walter. Walter, Bunny, I, I, I don't know how much longer I have until I'm... Until I'm caught, but he's coming. And I have to leave here now, you hear that? He is coming. Look, if you both still care about this anymore, find me at a little fallout shelter, just a ways from the aerotech... Oh, Eddie, I think I've found you. No, you stay away. <sighs> oh my gosh, Walter, he's been taken, but where's... The fallout shelter close to the aerotech office park. That must be Eddie's backup hideout. Oh, Walter, we need to hurry. But who could have been after him? That beats me. Hmm. No time to think, though. This is the time for action. Let's go, Bunny. This has to be it. Right there. Good eye, Bunny. Keep a lookout on the road while I check for Eddie. Sounds like this was his last place to run. Don't tell me he's not here either. Well, this time I won't be knocking. Mm. Eddie, 
Are you in there, man? What do you see down the hatch, Walter? Uh, just darkness. There should be a light switch down there. Come on, Bunny. As long as you're going in first. Let's head down. And close the doors on your way down. Can you feel a light? I think this is it. Oh, we're too late. My... my goodness. Oh, Eddie. Oh. What in the world did you get yourself into? Walter, what even is this place? You tell me. This fancy-looking nook resembles something of a vault laboratory. I think it is a laboratory. My gosh. But this is something way beyond what we had in Vault 54. This is some sort of pre-war madman's facility. Oh, poor Eddie. Oh, that sicko, whoever he is, has him laid out on a body slab. And he's in nothing but his underwear. What do you think this man was planning to do with him, Walter? I don't know, Bunny. But look around. This sicko has every means to poke, prod, and slice the man up. All these tools. All these beakers. And why Eddie? Why some former Brotherhood field scribe? All this technology. I, I'd never imagined to see it in a desert like this. And it would take me weeks to really pull all this apart and decipher it. Well, wait, is that a terminal I see? You'd be right. Quickly, see if you can unlock it. We may just be able to avenge Eddie yet. On it. We're in luck. It's not protected. Good. What do you see? Bunny? Um, uh, Walter, I don't know how to put this, but the man in which the terminal is named is... Jonathan Marlin. The scientist that went rogue? Does he have any logs? Yeah, he does. Right here. Should I read off the first one? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, it says... Finally, I have made a successful evac from the damnable place. My travels should take me westward, and there are too many eyes in California. I need to cut my losses and split the difference someplace in between. I wonder what that could mean. Was probably talking about leaving the Brotherhood. What else does it say, Bunny? It says... Three long months have passed, and I've decided it's best to set up shop in a place less open to the public. These townspeople occupy their time gambling in the city, but still, no risks. I've since found work with an army whose ideals differ from my own, but if its ranks can protect me from being hunted, then so be it. Well, that doesn't make any sense, Walter. He was just talking about escaping the Brotherhood, wasn't he? Must have been something else. Read on. I didn't defect because I was bored. I defected because I was tired of the petty infighting in which I was always dragged into. I live for my work, and I still plan to do so. Which is why I had to move far from capture, or it'd mean my head. So with that, my new lab is finished. But as with all biology labs, I'm going to need a subject. Oh. Here, let me scroll down for a moment. Oh, here's something legible. Well, isn't this perfect? Elder McNamara and his scribes have been conspiring against me. I knew this job was too good to be true. During some research at Hidden Valley, the robed-up dog approached me, explained he wanted to put out some feelers in order to find my past endeavors, and wanted to know more. It looked like I'd be in for a heavy interrogation, so I shot the guard in the leg and made break for it. I took plasma fire to the back, but it was nothing little leftover serum could fix. Wow. What a story. Looks like he had enemies wherever he went. Or at least with the Brotherhood, or wherever the heck he came from. He must have been a smart man to escape from the bunker we were just held in. A scientific mind, indeed. But, did you hear what he said about his lab? 
It's to study something biologically able for his tests. Whatever they are. I guess Eddie was the unlucky soul who got picked for the lab table. But what does this have to do with the crash? The entire reason we were helping Eddie. Bunny, I believe both our plans for today may be well connected. Walter, uh, are you saying... Eddie didn't crash down, he was shot down. I think it goes without saying that John the Scientist had a bone to pick with the Brotherhood and waged war in any way he could, or at least for his test subjects. But how, Walter, how? Well, wasn't that an interesting display of wit? I was originally going to open the door earlier, but when I heard you begin connecting the dots, I thought I'd see how far you'd get. Who are you? Why did you do this to Eddie? He didn't do a thing to you. Put your hands up and climb slowly down the ladder. I'm bringing you in for the murder of our friend here, and the murder of an entire flight of soldiers. Oh, please. If not them, it would have been me out in the middle of the desert, nowhere to be found. I did what I had to do. Then why Eddie, huh? What psycho-experiment were you planning to do with his body? Oh, that experiment is well over now. In fact, I think you two have been chasing a corpse this entire time. <laughs> what? What do you mean? You fools! Eddie never put you up to anything. He died in the vertebrate crash as well. In fact, nobody survived. Impossible! He came to our office just this morning. Oh, no, that's just crazy talk. I'll have you think it over while I read this place of evidence. Wouldn't want our friends at the Brotherhood to find this out, would we? Now just hold it right there. Oh, we'll have none of that. Let's remember whose property you're trespassing. That's an incendiary grenade, Bunny. Duck behind the table, over there. It's our only chance. <laughs> we need to move, Bunny. Now. I can't see anything. Quick, grab my hand. Hurry, <laughs> Walter, there's fire everywhere. <coughs> <coughs> Where is he? <coughs> I, I don't know. Where's the car? Huh? What? It's not here? Look, Bunny. It's gone. John made off with the car. How did that happen? Well, I, I think I still have the keys on me. I think... Oh, no. Oh, Bunny. Don't tell me you left him on the seat again. Well, I must have. No, no. Why was I so stupid? Bunny. We can't let that man make off with our car. If it gets into the wrong hands... Wait, Walter, do you hear that? What? Listen. Wait, I... I think I can hear it. It can't be far, that's for sure. Look, we need to make a call to Humphreys and make sure John doesn't pass any NCR checkpoints before it's too late. I don't think we'll be the ones chasing it, Walter. Look! I see. It's coming right at us. Then what do we do? Stand back. Those windows are bulletproof. I'm going to take out the tire. Walter, it's getting closer. Almost in range. There it is. Huh. Let's see if anyone made it. That car must have flipped almost four times. Hello? Eddie? Is that you in there? Oh my goodness, they... Yep. That's Eddie, all right. Head burst open on the first impact, I'm sure. And the scientist, dead too. But, Walter, that can't be Eddie. We saw him laid out in John's lab just a second ago. But he, he looks just like him. That's because it is him. But how? I don't truly know. But whatever it is has something to do with this man's experiment. Do you remember what he said? Eddie died in the vertebrate attack. He took his body and did who knows what with it. And look there. 
His arms and legs were bound in the car. There were two Eddies. I'm a woman of science, but I can't fathom how that would have worked out. Cloning? Scientists said we were working on a corpse case. That has to mean the Eddie we saw in Jonathan's lab was original. Or so we think. Walter, what's that thing sitting in Eddie's chest? The metallic thing. Hmm. I didn't notice it. Looks like some sort of component. You'd be correct. I don't think that's a car part. Did did that thing come out of Eddie's head? Bunny, if you ask me, I don't think that's Eddie. Never was. Ugh. This is all just too confusing. What should we do now? Couldn't agree more. This is worthy of a migraine. Well... Best thing to do now is clean the scene and flip this car back over. Here's hoping we can tug it to the office and return the scientist's body to the Brotherhood. Get Nichols out of his jam. What about Eddie? Or whoever this is? Well, the Brotherhood doesn't want him. Might as well just bury the body here and say a few words. <sighs> if that's the best we can do, that's the best we can do. By the time this is all sorted out, I refuse to put what happened today on my conscience. If the Brotherhood was right about anything here... It's that this was a military matter beyond anything. This has been Walter and Bunny in The Strip. Be sure to tune in next time for our next episode, The Case of the Cursed Cruise. Taking in the sea air on what was expected to be a three-day boat ride, Walter and Bunny's relaxation is interrupted by murder. A murder that threatens every passenger on the doomed ship. Will our detectives solve the mystery before it's too late? Or are they doomed for a watery grave? Find out in our next episode of The Strip. In the production you just heard, Walter Camry was impersonated by Eric Huffman. Bunny by Amy Harris. Eddie by Jake Goldfarb. Nichols by Seekin Britsky. Elder McNamara by Josh Bull, and John Marlin by Sean Dawes. The entire production was written and directed by Preston Harden. The Strip and True Vault Escapades are all productions brought to you by the A-Bomb radio station and smartphone app. How well do you know your video game lovers? Have you ever wondered how your video game bays stack up against all the other delectable digital dates? I'm Genesis, the girl whose motto in life is love, laugh, tequila. And on Two Girls, One Ship, we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. And I'm Vervada, the hopeless romantic cat lady and lifelong gamer. But you should know that our podcast centers on character and romance analysis and doesn't shy away from exploring the fun of physical connection. Or from the deep emotional connections built between two characters, using specific in-game dialogue and the overall narrative journey. So join the two girls, one ship, shipsters, and remember... Beauty is in the eye of the controller.